This might take a couple of attempts. I'll take a run at it and see what happens. Do, see what happens. Hi everyone, welcome back to Grow Out Loud with Aideen and Claire. Uh, we're two business owners looking for a better way in business and life. And at the moment, we're both desperately looking for a better way to have an anti-racist business with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, Black Lives Matter movement. We're just trying to figure out how to navigate it, how to do the right thing. And we're basically going to have a very uncomfortable conversation where we're probably going to say, I don't know, please help quite a lot. So, um, Aideen, hi, how are you? How are you? Hi, Claire. Do you know what? I'm just looking at your face. Uh, we, obviously, we record on Zoom, and uh, so we're on camera here. And I can, I can feel like you're looking at me <laughs> in a way that you, you mightn't usually when we're recording. Um, yeah. yeah, this is probably going to be an uncomfortable conversation. And I think, I think, there's, um, I think there's a value in that because um, we've never claimed to know what we're doing. We've claimed to, to share our experiences. And let's be perfectly honest here. The last time we spoke, which was two weeks ago, mm. um, this wasn't so much on our radar. Yeah, it COVID was. was the big conversation then. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, I was having this conversation with a friend um, a week or two ago, and I was saying to him how, um, you know, like in March, I came to the realisation somewhat shameful realization that um I wasn't necessarily washing my hands properly all the time oh wow and I yeah. knew there was this thing of like you know you see the signs in the hospital and it's this is how you wash your hands but I didn't do that because I didn't think it, it didn't really apply to me if you know what I mean and then mm. as I was doing the um the pandemic portrait series I spoke with a lot of families for whom infection control had been such a big part of their lives already yeah. and it did apply to them and it kind of like it had it dawned on me a few times where you know I, I recognized how lucky and privileged I was that I'd never had to worry about someone else's immune system in that way and and then here we are you know just a couple of months later going oh wow I knew that racism was a thing, but I didn't think it applied to me and my life. Yeah. And I didn't think that it, and I mean, I'm not saying, Jesus Christ, I'm not saying that racism is the same as washing your hands. But what I am saying is... The realisation, yeah. Yes, and the way I know for me, and I think for a lot of people, the way that we wash our hands has changed. It is because mm -hmm. the habits have changed. And I think that's something that it does kind of transfer because being an anti-racist person and owning a business as an anti-racist person is a habitual thing. And it's, it's going to be an ongoing um, sort of set of realizations, I suppose, and yeah. recognizing that it does apply to us. I, I kind of like your comparison there between, it's like, this, it's the detail of, oh no, it's, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm not doing something wrong here. And then, doing the right thing is very different from just not doing the wrong thing. I think that's, yeah. that's where the, it's a nice comparison with the washing of our hands because it is so daily, yeah. several times a day. And it is changing a habit that you've had for many, many years. And this was the interesting part of it in, in these conversations that have, that have come up. It's the, um, 
it's that difference between, well, this isn't me because I'm not a racist. I don't do mm. racist things. Um, but actively being anti-racist is what this is all about. This systemic racism that we, we just are so oblivious to it because it is our culture. It is our society, this way that our society is built. I think society is the kind of word there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're what a society means that people, oh, sorry. It was just a door's banging, sorry. Um, what society means is that people all kind of align with a certain set of accepted behaviors. And this society is like, we're going along with a certain set of behaviors, but not everybody gets the benefit of that. Not everybody is covered by this kind of agreement of what a society is. And I think that's the, that's the interesting not that it's like entertaining or interesting or something. It's very hard to choose the right words here. And I'm not saying for me or anything, but it's, we want to do the right thing. And we want to show that we are people with values and we are not racist and we are in fact anti-racist. And I think there's a, there's an anxiety to show it, to do it right and there's an urgency there as well that we're kind of all feeling like, I don't know how many, there must've been a surge in book sales for all of these recommended reading lists. And we're all urgently scrambling to go, oh, shit, am I doing it wrong? Am I doing bad things? Um, I didn't know. And that's not even an excuse to not know. So there's this urgency of like kind of coming to a realization that well, what I was just doing or not doing is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, in the environment of what's happening globally anyway, a huge thing happening with lockdown, a huge thing happening with public health, public systems, the society that we understood that we were part of, everything was just stopped. And I think a lot of people were questioning that. And now this comes up and we're like, I think people are feeling very, very overwhelmed by, well, this big thing, I was just kind of getting my head around that. And now this big thing is coming and, I, and you can't not act because some people have been living with it every single day of their lives for a long time. Mm. And we just want we to do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and every single day of their ancestors' lives. Exactly. You know, for how many Generational. generations back. Mm. Um, yeah, we can't, we, we can, we could if we wanted to just go, God, it's terrible. And um that's somebody else and yeah and leave it to somebody else but I think we've we've both been having that conversation for the last little while here um about how that's not how either of us want to do this Mm. um and I think it is it is overwhelming and it is a lot because you know like with covid normal not normal life kind of stopped but other things were still happening yeah and it's like with this work as well like there has to be that kind of, um, we have to leave room for it in our lives, but we also have to be careful not to make it into this one-time project. Exactly. I think is important. Like, and I, and I spoke to you there, like I, I got, um, I got a book on Audible. I haven't started listening to it yet. Mm. Um, I've been listening to podcasts. I've been watching documentaries. I've been learning a lot from Instagram, learning a lot. Um, but I've also been resisting because <laughs> I'm sort of like, oh, if I start into that book now, like what, you know, so just kind of being aware of that, I suppose, aware of the, 
the how easy it could be to just go oh, not today yeah procrastinate on it almost yeah 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 and I think um it, like it, that it would be so easy for us to do and and so important for us not to and I think there's an we need to sort of keep each other accountable and I don't mean that you and I need to keep each other accountable although I think we probably will but yeah. I think all of us you know as you know particularly I suppose most of the listeners to this are they're probably mostly white women a lot mm-hmm. of them are white female business owners like we if if this is work that you want to do like we need to keep each other accountable exactly all of yeah. us you know um and I don't and I say if I don't think it should be a choice mm-hmm. um but then I know that some people have you found any okay well okay first of all there is resistance there because it is an undertaking and once you start there's no going back once you start to discover this and understand anti-racism a little bit better in how you can act and participate in that movement um there is a resistance there because there is no turning back and it is an uncomfortable thing because you are kind of looking to criticize yourself Mm. and it's kind of hard to go like okay I'm just going to face up to all of the wrong things that I've been doing or the things that I have not been doing enough of I think there's a it's understandable to have resistance there but again we're two white girls talking in a from a very privileged privileged position and it's um we do actually kind of have to suck it up and take yep. responsibility for ourselves Absolutely. because it's not even a choice. It's like, it's not even like, Oh, maybe I'll do this. It's, it's, um, to be a person of value with values in this world. You can't not do this work, but have you found any great resources or podcasts or documentaries or anything that you would recommend as a way of helping like to ease into this work? Do you find any good resources? Um, a podcast that I actually just found recently, and I think I think they're off the air now. Like they might do it seasonally. Mm. It's two New York Times um, columnists. They're both black. Um, I'm just trying to find it now in my in my podcast listener. Um, oh, it's still processing. So it's it's called it's still processing. Yeah still processing so like it's a culture show mm-hmm. but it's very much from the black american perspective which i think is like this is a thing like not all of the work needs to be about kind of seeing the 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 problems with the systems but mm-hmm. also it's just about diversifying the things that we see the yeah. content that you consume yeah yeah exactly sure. yeah exactly so i'm i'm i've been listening to a few of those episodes and they've been really interesting and like obviously they bring their own like lived experiences into that um but there's a lot of kind of lightness in it too you know um a couple uh, have you have you watched the 13th on netflix oh no it's there it keeps oh. popping up it's it's, it's, I haven't looked at it yet. Yeah, it's 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 a it's an eye opener. It really is. Um, it's a lot, and it it's an eye opener. Mm. Um, 
Who you mentioned um, high fifteen? Yeah, there's a there's a, an account that I've been following. I think because there's been a lot of these kind of uh, recommended reading, recommended follow kind of lists yeah. from people that I follow to kind of diversify your Instagram feed, diversify the kind of the content that you consume. And high fifteen, I just really like. I just really like her positivity in it. Um, there's a lot of like in this stepping into this work. I think there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of self-criticism. There's a lot of self-awareness. There's a lot of uncomfortable conversations, uncomfortable kind of realizations. Um, and high 15, I think her name is Vanessa. Vanessa, yeah. Um, she just has this really positive, honest kind of vibe and also some practical exercises and steps and thoughts mm. that you can kind of go to because I found this kind of okay not racist and anti-racist that's two different that's two different things we should be actively anti-racist and not just not racist but how do I do that mm. how do I how do I start doing that now and obviously reading the books and diversifying your your content that you consume is one thing but um, I just really liked her friendly okay you've you've made mistakes now let's yeah. do something about it i just really like her vibe there it's, it's really yeah accessible i think it's a, yeah. it's a very accessible first step in diversifying your thinking mm. yeah because like i know like for me for a long time like you know we're all aware of the, the direct provision situation in ireland mm -hmm. and honestly up until last week before i would think about it and I'd go oh I wish I could do something. I'll be really honest. It never once fucking occurred to me to donate money. Mm. I never, like, I knew that it was there, but I didn't, I wasn't aware of the organizations who were working towards um, changing that system. Yeah. So, um, like, I, I don't know, like, I know we were kind of talking about resources, but there's also, like, there's, there's a, I suppose what I'm saying is I'm, there's been an awareness, you know, and even, like, um, you know that show on Netflix, Explained? You know, they do, it's like a 20-minute documentary. And they oh, yeah. And I watched one uh, a while back, and it was, it was about, I don't know whether it was about, like, pregnancy or babies or whatever, and, you know, and even just that idea that, like black women in the US and the UK are given less pain relief and are more likely to suffer um, uh, complications in childbirth than white Why? women. Uh, because of this belief from, that's from slave era that uh, black women didn't feel pain the way white women did. What the fuck? Yeah, the damsel, the white damsel in distress. You know that whole theory, like, um. So Amy Cooper, the woman in Central yeah. Park, and yeah. Christian Cooper, like, what she was doing there was playing this damsel in distress yeah. card that you know that has been part of our, like Western society's psyche for such a long time. Um, I'm reading Toni Morrison at the moment, and I've been reading The Bluest Eye on and off for a while. It's it's a novel, and it's actually a part where um. The, the narrator, like the, the, the mother talks about, like Pauline Breedlove, she talks about when she was having a baby and how she acted as if there was more pain because she wasn't going to let them think that she didn't feel anything because yeah. the doctor had referred to her 
as, um, oh, you know, these women, they're like horses, you know? And that was how, like, you know, and so that has, like, that has um, been in the medical system. Mm -hmm. You know, that COVID has affected um, black population. Oh, my God. Some of the stuff, some of the articles that I was reading, it was like, how is this happening? Yeah. But that's the thing. We've had this awareness. So, so, what, I'm, so yeah. what I'm saying is, I knew that direct provision was there and I knew I didn't like it. I knew that black women were suffering more in pregnancy or in childbirth and yeah. more likely to suffer complications. Black babies are more likely to, to die like in to the die. UK yeah. and in the US health systems. I knew that was there, but it never... <laughs> Again, it was this thing of like, oh, but that's, that doesn't apply to me. Yeah. You know, whereas now I'm having this realization and I think a lot of us are having this realization that it does apply to us and there are things that we can do. There are active things that we can do, diversifying our consumption of media, Mm. using our money to Mm. make political statements. And I think that's something, again, like, um, you know, again, I've had this kind of awareness of like how like I want my business to not be a capitalist business. I don't want to operate on those capitalist things of like scarcity and extraction mm. and all that kind of stuff. But actually, even though we're like small self-owned businesses, we can do, we can make political statements with our business through our actions and through how we use our money. Yeah. You know, and these are realizations that honestly I'm only coming to in the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I I feel like there's an element of shame there, but also it's an element of, yeah, okay, it took me a long time, but I'm here now. Yeah, I think we should feel a little bit of shame um, if that motivates us to stop sitting on our hands and waiting for somebody else to act. I mean, I know definitely I was part of that. Um, Something that we talk a lot about in the work that we do is how you show up and what kind of message are you putting out there and what are the values that that you kind of stand behind and any kind of charities or causes that I was always kind of motivated to fund like you know instead of getting somebody some bullshit Christmas present you give them a donation of bloody bloody blah and it was always like um children based stuff because I have kids and I just think it's I can understand how people might struggle and stuff um and it's like it was never it never even occurred to me like as you said like the um to, to not, not even occur to you to, to to send money to things it's i think it's I, i'm floundering here in my sentence but um as a value of who you are as a business owner i think it's going to be more and more important to to be vocal to yeah. be vocal and to use your money as you said and um, I'm I'm just raising my hand and saying I need help to know how to do this right. I need help to to navigate how to do this right and not continue to ignore the fact that I have the power to take action as a white middle class woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, and it starts with listening and learning mm. at the at the very beginning. But I think we have to be kind of quick to to figure out what those actions are as well um and, and it is a question like what 
what are you going to do to make your business anti-racist? What am I going to do to make my business anti-racist? And the intersection between racism and capitalism yeah. and feminism, you know, I mean, we're two women, um, you know, an understanding that, um, that feminism <laughs> is racist in a lot of ways, you know, because feminism and capitalism are, are quite kind of tied together. And there's been this kind of um, racist undercurrent, you know, like the, the white feminism versus, you know, cause we're, we're kind of struggling for that spot, that second in command. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. The white dudes, you know? Um, so like there's a huge amount of history. Uh, one resource that I'm really loving at the moment um, is Blinkist. Um, so it's an app, um, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, and um, you can either listen or read the blinks, but you can actually do both at the same time. And um, Tell us what a blink is. Yeah, so the blinks, so they basically, they take a book and they give you the cliff notes. And so you're listening like it'll like it, the longest one I think I've listened to has been like 18 minutes. So you get the, like the headlines from each book, um, which is, you know, like at the moment the libraries are still closed. Bookshops are kind of taking a while for orders and stuff. I'm just like, I'm not ordering any books off Amazon. I'm just not doing it. Yeah. We stopped ordering <laughs> stuff off Amazon. So yeah, like, I'm just like, no, I'm over it. I would have ordered a huge amount anyway, but it's like, nah. So, you know, like ordering books, like it takes that bit of time. So at least with Blinkist, it's kind of putting these ideas into our heads. And yeah. they've been offering loads of, um, anti, they, they only do nonfiction, but they've been offering loads of anti-racist books on the free. So you sign up and the, you can do a trial and they offer you loads of like different offers, but there is a free version. And so what happens with the free version is, they decide which book you get every day. You don't get to pick it. And a lot of them are kind of behind the paywall, but they've made loads of the anti-racist ones free. And um, yeah, so one that, that really struck me there was Ain't I a Woman by Bell Hooks. So it was written in the eighties, but, but it, it comes from, it was a speech. I can't remember um, when the speech was made, maybe a um, hundred years ago or more, but this, this woman who made the speech her thing was like, ain't, ain't I a woman, you know, and, and just the, and it, it's like, in a way, a lot of it is very American, mm -hmm. but we consume so much American culture that it still it's applies true. to us. Mm. You know, we, we still, we're in those, we're swimming in those waters, you know? Um, so they're different. Like and when you were, we were talking about high 15 and um, Vanessa earlier, like I'm looking to a lot of British and Irish people for yeah. for what I want to learn because I feel not that like not that the American experience is too far away it's not but I think you know there are a lot of incredible nuances reasons. in the culture as well I mean there's yeah, different exactly like I, th I always I always found that like I, I've like I passed through America once I've actually never been spent time in America but yeah. like the, my the nearest more racially diverse place that I've visited a number of times is London yeah. um because I think that's there's also part of that as well I grew up in a town there was not a huge amount of racial diversity I moved to Dublin and it was there was a little bit of racial diversity we go to London and it's it's been in their culture for generations because of you know their colonies and all that kind of stuff but I think 
in London specifically, I can't talk about the rest of the country, but there is a kind of respect of people's culture. I think there's also uh, an ingrained systemic racism there as well that comes from their colonial past and everything as well. But I've always found that in terms of like, if you sit, if you go to a bar or restaurant, you're much more likely to see mixed race group of friends there. Yeah. And I mean, that's totally socially speaking when we're talking about systemic racism and it's a different thing. Yeah. But I always find that like, if you go visually, you'll see different races hanging out together more than yeah. in, in other cities. As far as I've seen, this is me as a fucking bullshit person who hasn't, seen much of um interracial diversity stuff in their life at all um saying like visually that's what i saw in uk and i think it's important for us to specify that in ireland racial diversity we still don't know what the fuck to do we don't know we want to be a good person in it we want to identify ourselves as somebody who's doing the right thing but we need education as to how to do the right thing with this greater awareness of how other people are living their lives and I think that's that's a good point that you're saying that we need resources that are based in Ireland and the UK because it's it's more true of our experience of racism I don't know that sounds like awful but I I I think I think we need to sorry Claire can't stop talking we remind ourselves that this is not an American problem yeah oh for sure like yeah. we need to remind ourselves that this is this is happening in Ireland, that it is on our doorsteps and it's on our and I mean and I'm, I know I'm speaking to you as an Irish woman in in France, but like it's still our culture, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we need to remind ourselves that we can't just go oh all of that's happening in America because that's not true, yeah, and that's why I think it's really important to look yeah to look at Instagram accounts like Black and Irish mm. like High 15 like Candice Braithwaite she's a um, oh I, uh, I'm not your baby mama yeah listen to her an interview with her she's brilliant she yeah I love her I absolutely love her um you know and there, and there are a lot of um there are a lot of voices that we can listen to with Irish accents and with UK accents you know instead yeah. of instead of us think you know because the like the American accents we they are still removed from us in a way yeah. um we're coming up we gotta go Claire we gotta go I'm sorry to just kind of end it and we're just getting into it there I know I, I gotta know. jump out um but, but this conversation is not over like that's yeah. the thing this is not the last time we're having this conversation um this is the very beginning this is the very Scratching. beginning of a lifetime's work exactly that's it's true it's very very true um Aideen, before i go where can we find you online you can find me on instagram at firechild photography and my website is firechildphotography.com what about you claire um i've been very quiet on instagram since all Same. of this stuff happened i didn't do the black square i didn't i've been reposting other people's comments in stories and stuff but i went on instagram at uh, clearcreative underscore com uh, where you won't see much uh, content other than Black Lives Matter content for the, for the foreseeable because <laughs> I'm, I'm in this now and I want to do the right thing um, yeah. and you can also visit my website uh, clearcreative.com thanks a million Aideen thank you Claire thank you love to you soon <laughs>